friends at Survivor.com. It's me, Mario. <laughs> you guys, number one. The Friendly Fire Show, episode 177. That's the third of our three-part E3 2021 series of podcasts. This time we're looking at Nintendo Bandai Namco, maybe, uh, if we can be bothered, and just wrapping up things in general because technically it's done unless you take our weird schedule, which kind of runs into like July 2021 because they're like E3 adjacent things. Anyway, I'm rambling already. I'm Steve mm. from Survivor.com. The I'm one website. Ben from Survivor. And I'm Jay from Survivor. Joining us from another website is no one. Um, it yep. is the last thing that we have to do for E3. So just bear with me. Yes. Ben's not drinking. Jay has, I think, a Jim Beam from what I, I saw. And what is that that you're pouring? This is an audio medium for most people, so you have to explain what you're it's, doing. It's Jans. It's a Tasmanian sparkling wine because I admittedly had one of these left because pride, but that that's done. That's mm. a an absolute vodka and lime or soda and lime and vodka and lime. and We're done, basically. We talk about this for an hour and then we have nothing left to do with E3 2021. And oh, yeah. that's, not, that's not true. I have a Sea of Thieves thing coming out in a week. But after that, no more E3, which is good because it was awful. But we'll get to that later. Ben, I want you to talk more about things because Nintendo, you're a Nintendo guy. That's right. Well, let's just do a quick whip around of what we thought of Nintendo's conference. I already know what you thought, Steve. And I had a similar feeling when I first woke up and I watched it at 6 a.m. on replay. I thought, this is garbage. And on hindsight, I kind of realized I was looking at it wrong from the wrong angle because I was thinking I got so hyped up about the Switch Pro that I was thinking about this as like a console thing when what this was, was this was a Nintendo handheld show. It was all handheld games, <clears throat> which so until this generation, basically, Nintendo went from console to handheld, they bounce around. You'd get a period where they would do a bunch of handheld games and you do a period where they do a bunch of console games. Um, <clears throat> and rarely would they do both together well. This is the handheld period, but we weren't expecting it. We were thinking it's going to be 4K, you know, not next gen, not current gen, slightly last gen uh, type of stuff from the Switch Pro. That didn't happen. We got a bunch of games which would normally have been on the 3DS or DS or whatever, but that doesn't exist. So it's it's the handheld show. And I suspect that's because they can make these games in like 12 months. But randomly no Pokemon. No, and so that's that's the other thing we should consider. Like everyone's going to say Xbox was so much better. Xbox is an 18-month show. All their games are mostly coming out next year. Nintendo only mentioned one, which is Zelda, coming out next year. And they didn't mention Pokemon, their biggest game for this year. So it wasn't as good as Xbox. Nothing was going to live up to that level, but it was also much more reserved. It was on a level, uh, which is just the next few months, really. So I think that's why. What did you guys think? Um, it just all seems like nothing flashed to me. Um... I wouldn't call myself a big Nintendo fanboy or anything like that. Um, and I was keen to see some some Zelda stuff, but it just, you know, here's this game that's already out on something else. Here's this other game that's already out on somewhere else. And to be honest, I think this, the, the Switch is impressive in that some of these games can actually get out there and and play on it. Um, you know, they, they talked about uh, the Doom DLC, and I'm a big Doom fan. 
Um, and I think it's impressive that they can get Doom running on uh, a console like that. But yeah, it didn't feel new. I was just sitting there going, okay, what's the next thing that's, you know, that's two years old that they're going to talk about? Mm. So I, I was saying that we were going to skip all the stuff that is already on a, diff- on a different platform and is now coming to Switch. But like, like that, this is, in terms of the generality, that is exactly what I was focused on. Because if you want a Danganronpa or a Tony Hawk, uh, Pro Skater 1 and 2, or a Life is Strange, or a Doom Eternal Ancient Gods Part 1, Part 2's out now. Like it's, it's, it's always behind. It's always stuff that you've already played, but it's stuff that is now coming to the Switch. And half the time now, especially with like Xbox's press conference, it's like, okay, Hades. Yes, it's been out for a while, but now it's on Game Pass soon and it's free. So like, if you haven't played it, you don't have to spend money to play it. You just can play Mm. it if you have the subscription. And with Switch, it's like, have you played this already, but you want it portable? Cool, drop like another 60 bucks and then you can do it again. And like, it's just to the point where I don't don't need that. Um, I'm excited about the new games. I'm excited to hear what Ben especially thinks of like things like Metroid, but we'll get into that in a second. Um, so I'm derailing our generality conversation. We might as well just get into specifics. I That's it. You... So there were two new games announced, basically. They were actually new. There are several remakes, remasters. So we're not talking about the old games. There's a bunch of stuff being remade, which goes back to what I was just saying. And I think in COVID time, they realized, hey, a remake of something or a, a reimagining in case of Mario Party is much quicker than making a whole new game. And I think there was a good chance they planned the Switch Pro for this year. That was the idea, and it just hasn't been able to happen. So they've had to kind of scramble to get some stuff together. And with that, if that's what's happened, then they've done a pretty good job. If that isn't what happened, then this is just classic Nintendo, you know, temper your expectations, Nintendo, then what I should have expected that. Um, so the two new games, there is one big one. So do you guys know about Metroid Dread and its history? Not as much as you do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so a lot of people probably would have thought they've just announced it today, but this was announced like 15 years ago or leaked or something like that. So it was a DS game. And it was just in like internal documents. Every Because ma- there was no internet at the time, basically. Every magazine in 2005, six said, this is definitely coming to E3, and it didn't. Um, a few years later, Nintendo tried again, like it all got leaked. There was a, a rumor in Metroid Prime 3 where it kind of said Metroid Project Dead about to drop or something, and everyone was like, oh, that's it. It didn't happen. Uh, they actually came out today, and they said in a developer interview, yeah, we'd started this in 2005, then we picked it up in 2010, and the DS just wasn't good enough. Like, we just couldn't get what we wanted. So it's that same game from back then. That's why people are excited about it, because they were talked about it for so long. And we haven't had a 2D Metroid since uh, Fusion in 2002. So... It's been a long time. We haven't had a Metroid game really since 2007. There was that nonsense in 2010. Uh, so yeah, that's why it's exciting. This is a sequel to that Fusion game, Fusion. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So that's why they put Metroid 5 on the screen because that was four technically. Super Metroid 3, then 1 and 2. So 1 got remade for the GBA, I think. And uh, 2 was remade a couple of years ago for 3D. And that's why they kind of said, we've got the proof of concept and you can do it. So yeah. Your internet dropped out, but we got most of that. Just for like oh, really? a, a brief second. Does that mean that we're going to get Metroid pissed. Prime 4 in like 2032 then at, yeah. at, the, at this development cycle? I would love to know what Retro Studios has been doing. So they finished Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze in 2014 and they got reassigned to Prime 4 in 2019. That's a five-year gap in there to have made a game. We have no idea what they were doing. Apparently nothing. Um, yeah. 
there's some giant development windows. That's not a sentence, but you get what I mean. Like Shin Megami Tensei 5, which also was at this conference and is coming out in a couple months ish. Mm, I can't December. remember. Thank you. Like that was announced in 2017, as was Metroid Prime 4, but like we've mm. not heard anything about metroid prime 4 since basically well, apart from like retro taking it on two years later which means it started like, again yeah that was terrible. that was announced by reggie remember reggie like back when nintendo was fun his body <laughs> no offense, is ready it's no ready. offense to bowser but you know he's no reggie yet correct hmm. but so like but like it's 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 metroid dread is getting people are pretty interested in it and it's like you know like metroid in 2d or 3d form equally as good or no you uh, tell me a lot of people will say that the 2d games are better because they're the japanese style they're the they are the metroidvania that people uh, you know say that every game that's like that is every time you talk about ori people like metroidvania there hasn't been a metroidvania game for since 2002 like a by metroid so uh, i prefer the 3d games that's where i started i would strongly recommend you play play prime Unfortunately, there's no easy way to do it because Nintendo didn't allow you, but there's a way on PC if you're so inclined to play it much better than any official Nintendo way. Dolphin? Um, I mean, that's what? It. Is a mammal. Dolphin is a mm, mammal. That's, that's a thing. Right. Yep. That's right. That's it. So yeah, I'd prefer the 3D games. I, you know, they, they kind of threw it out there. Oh yeah, Prime's in development. This hasn't taken over that, but that's it's going to be one of those games which is in development for so long that we we probably have to give up and then kind of enjoy the the hope when it's finally there so much like this one it's been development for 15 years technically even though they probably made it all last year it was revealed 15 years ago so i guess you're right that puts prime four on about 2040 on that schedule just be grateful you're getting it and there's a you can pre-order it now and there's a special edition with stuff no amiibos Hmm. no no two amiibos sorry two amiibos i don't really get it they've already sold out like everywhere and i i don't really get it uh, but never mind. So that's that's one game. The other one was WarioWare, and I've forgotten what its subtitle is already. I'm sure it has a what like a wacky Charles Martinet type of thing. Get it together. Get it together, uh, Ben. Yeah. You're so unprofessional. That's, oh, that, that's the name of the game. Um, Did anyone see the uh, the uh, the nipple tweezing clip in WarioWare? Did anyone else notice that, or was that just me? Please detail this in excruciating detail, Jay. Well, I mean, it, it just had. Yeah, everyone saw the saw the, the trailer. It had little clips of their little micro games. They're not mini games, but they're micro games, so smaller than a mini game. Um, yep. But there was one section where there was a statue of a. It looked like a statue it was all grey, and it was a it was a, an Adonis type guy, you know, buff six pack and all that. And the two players seemed to be looked like they were either tweezing his chest hair or potentially his nipples. That's what WarioWare is. So yeah. yeah. Probably. I'm, I'm suddenly far going. more interested in WarioWare. <laughs> Get it together. I think it's your like, type of game, Steve. They're like three to five second mini games, I micro games. I don't mind a WarioWare. I don't mind a Mario Party. We'll get to that, I'm sure, later on. Uh, yeah. Yes, we will. Um, if they have like an Elon Musk skin, I'll pay. I'll go to the eShop and buy that as well. Like, screw it. It's great. Like, I don't mind. Like, I like things like One Two Switch, and I like things like a Mario Party that's fleshed out and warrior has always been fun and it's one of those games where you probably wouldn't play it on your own but if you have people over in the before times when you could have people over um it's fun and like it's it's not like super duper expensive 
and it's just kind of like it's like a jackbox party pack like yeah boom here i actually go. don't know what it costs if it's anywhere near full price it's a fail but it should be like a 20 dollar game it probably isn't knowing nintendo yeah well that's true i didn't check no no, no mario party sells at a premium well the last one did so i assume yeah, this one that's will. a full price game mario party is a bit more in depth than warrior where warrior yeah, done right. in like 10 minutes <laughs> Well, there was, I, I'm almost tempted to go and Google it because there was like news a couple weeks ago where Nintendo was um, canvassing people via email to ask what they would pay for a new WarioWare game. So hopefully people responded correctly and said not full price. Uh, and that has somehow swayed uh, Nintendo's thinking. You guys uh, talk. Mm. I'm going to Google it and <laughs> well, figure out what this is. It absolutely costs. has. And I've, I've had the, the view for a long time that, you know, Nintendo are like the, the, the Apple of video games. They charge what they want because they know people will pay it and they can get away with it. And yeah. I, think, I think they have a very in, in, entitled view. For the most and, part. And they don't drop pricing yeah. in Australia. Like those games are the same yeah. price for the, the, the history of time. Um, because like, like you were just saying, Jay, people will pay it. So why would you put it on sale? Uh, it's 70 bucks apparently compared to 80. So I think it's too much, but it'll, you know, Amazon will sell it for 50 probably. Yeah. I'm looking at EB games. So yeah, I think you're, I think you're correct. Yeah. So those are the only two new proper new games. I guess totally like Zelda, Zelda is new, but we already knew about Zelda. Do we want to talk about Zelda Breath of the Wild 2? Or sorry, it's not called that. It's called the sequel to The Legends of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yeah, we don't... Is that, its, is that its actual title? Is that its working title? No. Apparently, there's something in the title that will let loose... Let slip the dogs of war. Let slip the uh, the the plot of the game. It being... Is it like a snakes on the plane type of title? It's, like... <laughs> it's, it's Breath of the Wild too. It's a sequel to Breath of the Wild. I don't know how like a title can like completely ruin it, but whatever. That's, that's, that's what Nintendo has said. Exactly. So we're not going to find out, but the game comes out in 2022. Was there a more definitive? Hopefully. Place? They said we're aiming for 2022. So if anything, Maybe before no guarantees. Yeah, well, they could be going head to head. Yeah. And in a, a, a like a new Nintendo twist, uh, Link is showing some nipple uh, with his new outfit, and uh, it? it's two nipple conversations in this show. I know, There's <laughs> twenty minutes in. Nintendo's like letting loose, and uh, it's it will take place more in the skies. Is is kind of what I've picked up from that. Like it's Breath of the Wild, yeah, but with like sky. That. Yeah, it's, yeah. It looks like there's a few extra, you know, floating islands. And what did they show you that he? Uh, he climbs up through a cliff by converting himself into water or something. So new abilities. Um, I don't know. It's it looks like it's going to be pretty much the same. But the first one was amazing, so I'm don't got no problems with that. It's a classic sequel using the same assets, which lets them do it much quicker. But they're yeah. still taking their time. So yeah, it, it's one of those where you know it's going to be good based on the first one. We don't really need to see anything. But people, or specifically hardcore Nintendo fans are desperate to see anything and they gave them a little taste. That's all they wanted. That's all they needed. Hopefully and, we see some real gameplay next year. And new nipple. And yes, people, well, that's people, all you wanted. People who draw like rule, is it 42 or 52? People who draw like risque things are probably like foaming at the mouth about extra nipple or additional nipple. Uh, hmm. Just like they did when he cross-dressed in, in Breath of the Wild. So like that's that's fueling fan art for the next at least 16 to 18 months. 
um, will they make amiibos that let you fast travel? Absolutely. There will be some <laughs> annoying trash like that. So this year is the 35th anniversary of Zelda. For some reason, 35 is a big deal to Nintendo because they made all this big deal of Mario's 35th anniversary. I didn't realize it was, I thought you did 30 and 40, not 35. Anyhow, people assume they're going to release Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask exactly like even if they just upscaled ports. But they specifically said today, we have no more plans. All we're doing is DLC for Hyrule Warriors, which is a fine game, but it's not really, it's not my thing. It's not Zelda level quality. And we're doing a Game & Watch with two NES games and a Game Boy game on 80 bucks. Garbage. What would you rather have? Like, and Game & Watch is not an option because no one wants that unless you are a, a proper diehard. Would you rather have Majora's Mask or Ocarina of Time? There is only one correct um, answer. By well, the way. in my youth, I would have said Ocarina of Time, but having played Majora's Mask more recently, I, it's it's a great game. And I didn't play it when I was a kid because I didn't understand it. It's too much thinking through the days thing, but it's a great game. And it's very much what Breath of the Wild 2 should be, reusing the same assets to get something out quicker and making something totally weird with it. I hope they do a similar type of thing. Jay, you can answer the different answer, but you, like you already saw me celebrating when you Majora's know, Mask was correct. But that's I've fine. got a, I've got another different answer. Um, I'd be embarrassed to say that I haven't played either of them. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Breath of the Wild was the first Zelda game I have ever jumped into. Oh, wow! And loved it. Absolutely loved it. Do you um, still have a 3DS, or do you have access to a 3DS? Oh, I could get one. I could get one. Majora's Mask. I've I've not played as many Zelda games as Ben, but I've played. I think I've played. Skyward Sword and Twilight Princess and Breath of the Wild and Ocarina of Time, which I didn't really like, but like Majora's Mask is just like insanely weird. It's like Twin Peaksy of like the Zelda universe in a very condensed way. And I think it is oft overlooked, but not really because people love it. But I, I think like it doesn't get as much credit as it yeah, should. It's more obscure. And the 3DS version is much better than the 64 version, even though it's in 240p. So it's actually kind of hard to play now, having had a 720p handheld. Uh, it's way better. They've, they ironed out some bugs. It's much nicer. Um, and there's probably like four or five N64 games that hold up and are playable still. Like the rest are not playable by today's standards. And that's one of them. So still right, I'll jump on it. I'll jump on it. <laughs> That's totally a segue to uh, 64 things being like recycled into a new mm. air quotes game. Uh, Do you know being... what, Steve? I can see you hating this, but I'm actually very excited for this because <laughs> the only good Mario parties are the Nintendo 64 Mario parties. And uh, we used to play them like in uni days. So, you know, 2010, 11, we would play the 64 ones, get a case of beer, play some 64 Mario Party. It was great. The only problem is they had the games in it that ruin your controller because you've got to spin the the sticker around like that the one that nintendo sent out gloves for because there were so many legal cases in the us of people like getting blisters on their hands and they're like you need this glove to play this game and they just like shredded your controller so uh it's five maps from the three n64 games quickly you're talking about mario party superstars on yes. switch okay. yes five maps from the 64 games and then 100 mini games from like all the games so not just the 64 ones across the year so this is a classic rehash but they've remade it uh as i say something they probably made really quickly and i suspect they did it because if you look up the sales numbers for super mario party on switch unbelievable it's like over 10 million like one of the best-selling games of last generation any platform but also not without multiplayer online too initially exactly well this is which was amazing i I bought that not realizing you know idiot me should have done my research i bought it during lockdown thinking i'll be able to play this with, with some mates that have got it 
And then mm. I realized that I couldn't release it. And the, the idea just, the idea of having it not as a multiplayer blew my mind. So this one at least comes with it out of the box. I'm yeah, reasonably that, sure I put that in my review, but now I'm going to have to go back and double check and, and frantically edit. I mean, I quickly. totally read that in your review, Steve. I, I think I did. Um, but like that game, it just added it, by the way, Busters, but was gross. Like it was not didn't like it. Not like not not compared to it. not compared to like the 64 era Mario Party games. Like mm. I didn't have a Nintendo 64, but my cousins did. And that was always like the Christmas or the Thanksgiving or like the, the thing that we did as like a family group, which like all the parents went upstairs and whatever. And we all went downstairs and played Mario Party and it was insane. And I have like very fond memories and I've never been able to kind of like m- match those memories Exactly. And you and you go to a WarioWare, maybe, or you go to like a Jackbox party pack instead. And hopefully this will rekindle that in my life. I've never been able to move to beyond 64 Mario parties. No one's interested in playing. They just want to go back and play the one they know. So it is, it's for people. It's for us. It's for the older Nintendo fans. I'm Old sure there's, people. there's kids who are like Mario Party 10. That's the jam. I hate these dang old ones or the newer ones since then, but yeah. Back they've... in my day in 1995, I just went down to my cousin's basement and played Mario Party. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So they're, they're bringing that back. They've no doubt made this super quickly. It will sell 10 million again. And I'm actually excited for that one. And in the same vein, if you're a Sega fan instead, you could also mm. play other games from your childhood. Yeah. So Super Monkey Ball. <laughs> yeah. What is it? Banana Blitz? It Banana was, Mania. It, Banana it was Mania. really long. I didn't Banana actually quite Mania. get it. They showed like a reel of here's like the six Super Mario, Super Monkey Ball games. Is it all those games remastered? It's is it a small selection? Three, I think. Okay. Well, it's still pretty good. Uh, yeah. It's Super Monkey Ball's good. I don't necessarily need to play them again, but if you haven't played them, it's worth playing. This is... This is what made me feel this morning. This whole thing is so 2002 because back then it was all about like Super Monkey Ball on GameCube and Advance Wars on GBA. Like we're just back in exactly the same moment. So, yeah. Well, uh, Super Monkey Ball is on like everything, PC, Hmm. every console. Advance Wars, you just mentioned, that's a thing that's exclusive to Switch. So that's at least a Nintendo specific thing. Yeah, well, I'll... This is why the handheld Nintendo fans are enjoying this because the two things they thought we'd never get is another 2D Metroid and another Advance Wars because Nintendo seemed to abandon them in 2002 and or maybe five. Advance Wars, I think, did get a DS game. Uh, I'm not really a strategy turn-based type of player, but I did like Advance Wars, so I might try. It's one or two remastered. It's a classic. There's no way they would have released this on a home console on Wii or Wii U. It's the... It's the handheld time where they can get away with it saying, oh, it's the handheld. That's fine. If you just release that on a console, there's no way it would fly because it's too basic. But they remaking this game probably took them almost no time. So that's why it's coming out. That's why we're not getting a new game. It appeased those people. Nintendo definitely heard, you know, why aren't you doing Advance Wars? And they've plugged the gap with it. So it'll probably do pretty well. It has the worst name. It's got a classic Japanese name because they've done the old one plus two rebooted or whatever it's called. It's it's re hyphen boot camp because mm. boot camp is a thing with All an right. army. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> with better than every Final Fantasy name ever. Like oh yeah, that's someone sitting in that uh, that meeting room going, "I've oh, got it." Yeah, and no one was impressed. 
something that like Jay, you said you were kind of keen on is, is project zero slash fatal frame, depending on where you live in the world. Uh, Maiden of Blackwater, which is a 2014 Wii U game that is now being remastered on again, not just switch, but like everything by, uh, is it Koei Tecmo? Yes. No. Yes, it, yeah. It, it, Someone like that. Is. Um, Fatal Frame was the first game that the original this is that that the first game that that ever scared me to the point where I like had to put it down and couldn't go back to it. Oh really? Really? Yeah. Which one? Yeah. Not that the, one. No, the first one. Like Fatal Frame proper. Yeah. What the, was that uh, on? And when ish? Well, Sorry, what I to, like, that, put you on the spot. What I played that on was probably not on what it should have been played on. So that's about as far as I should. Dolphin. That. Oh wait, is it is a mammal? <laughs> that's whatever. Cool. Yeah. Great. Um, but uh, but yeah, it, it genuinely scared me and i don't scare easily uh, particularly with games so um it um yeah for a game that had an impact on me like that to and i I never got a chance to play any of the others um so this is the one thing i thought oh here's here's another game that's been out before but this one actually grabbed my interest that said i couldn't help but notice the uh that really creepy section of it when i say creepy they were talking about the photo mode and as they were talking about the photo mode, there was just a, a really creepy view of one of the characters, and it st- straight away made me think they're appealing to the uh, either the creeps and the pervs or the thirteen-year-old boys who will, you know, use photo mode for the wrong reasons. Um, but other than that, I'm actually <laughs> pretty keen to um, to get on it when it comes out because um, I want to actually finish one and not, you know, and not puss out. Nice. Well, not nice. <laughs> nice i don't know i yeah there was a lot of things that i said nice to and i i regret some of them but i appreciate your thoughts and please save me please save me uh well i don't know anything about this fatal frame it's just interesting because it's a, like how many wii u games are there left to go to switch and they've managed to dig another one out so there's almost nothing left um this game sells for like 300 bucks on wii u which it's like outrageous so those people are out of a job now because you can just buy it on every other platform. Like, yeah, uh, I, I, I don't feel like this is one I'm going to revisit. I just, it, it, uh, it, it's no. like, it seems like a bad Silent Hill or like Resident Evil clone um, that like hasn't been, uh, hasn't been continued in the current sphere climate probably for reasons that are it's not great um but who knows maybe we'll be surprised uh koei tecmo is also i think behind that weird final fantasy origins game that's coming on every platform but like it was in the square enix presentation that looked like it was like a ps2 game so uh you know I'm not saying it. there's a level of quality that is kind of below the bar in comparison to the rest of things, but I am also saying that at the same time. So, okay. You know, yeah, cool. Let's move it along. All right. <laughs> this game that none of us know anything about. <laughs> I, I like, Is there anything else with the Nintendo that you want, wanted to talk about, people? Uh, like, no. there's Tekken character coming to Smash. There's We'll get a direct for that. That we'll get another direct for Pokemon, which are their biggest things for this year. People just love Smash Bros and Pokemon. So 
I am hoping, and this is probably misguided, that they did have some bigger stuff to announce that wasn't handheld styled. The Switch Pro got delayed. All those games had to be delayed too. So it's possible, unlikely. Do you think in maybe September-ish we'll get news of like the Switch Pro for holiday or no? What do you like? What I, do you think? I think it's coming next year now. I think maybe it was planned for this year, a year after the Xbox and PlayStation launch probably would have made sense. But this whole, we've talked about it a couple of episodes ago, the Silicon thing, which makes it very hard to manufacture any console. The fact Nintendo seems to have struggled more than anyone with development during this time. Uh, and the fact that the Switch is still selling crazily good at the moment means I don't really need to. And they want to extend the life of this thing as much as they can. They, they don't want another... Most of Nintendo's platforms have only lasted about five years, less for the Wii U. So they probably want to try to get this closer to 10 if they can. And I think maybe if they push it to next year, it's just a win all around. So they get more games out. Probably Breath of the Wild will look amazing because it'll be like, oh, look, it's actually now in fake 4K. There's no way it's native 4K. It'll be like maybe checkerboard upscaled. Uh, but yeah, I, I doubt it. It might happen, but I really doubt it. Jay? Yeah, I think we're going to see a Switch by Christmas, a Switch Pro Christmas next year. Um, but I couldn't help but notice, and could could just be me, but the the visuals that they showed from that new um, Rabbids game seem to be yeah. a little uh, a little better than what I'm used to seeing on the Switch. Um, Too good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it just it seemed to me that maybe this is something that they're um, that that might have been footage from you know, from the, 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 what's, what is to be the, the switch pro. Mm, good catch. Is, um, is that the case? That's speculation, obviously. Is that the case or is that like the, is, is that Ubi, CGI only? Well, yeah. Is that Ubi doing like a watchdogs like reveal yeah, that's back a, in that's, the day? That's a good point. That, that could be uh, running on the most powerful machine that they've got in their office. Which, yeah. But like, it also, and I, I, what do you think about silicone chip set shortages in general because that's something facing like nvidia's things and everything xboxes and yeah like is it like was was this supposed to be an announcement that just couldn't be because they couldn't make enough to satisfy nintendo's like they obviously have to like recoup the costs initially to make these things before they sell them all so if they couldn't make enough maybe they just went now we're not doing it yet we'll we'll wait is that is that a, is that a factor or am i just being too I think nintendo i've had enough trouble with selling well trying try to sell consoles that are just not available um you know switch has had had some problems um they had the same problems with the, i remember back when the when the wii first came out it was impossible to buy a wii around that that first christmas um, they've they've been through it before, just because their their product's so popular. Uh, I expect that. Yeah, I think that they've they've held back because they don't they they see what has happened with um, um, with the Xbox and the PlayStation that no one can buy them. You can't even pre-order them at the moment. Um, so why not wait? Maybe even review their builds when the hardware's available, and they might be able to do something even a little bit better. Um, and you know, with new hardware, squeeze a little bit more battery life out of, you know, up their specs a little bit with, with you know, the advantage of time. And Nintendo uh, still has this problem with the Switch right now, basically. So why would you announce slash release a new Switch if you're not really pressed to? Yeah, exactly. exactly. As Ben said, they're making enough money selling the Switch as it is. 
and it's not being discounted anywhere, I don't think. So they're still making just as much money off it, if not maybe even more so as things get cheaper to build um, down the line. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it'll come out maybe next September because they'll want to have that push. They'll have three models on sale if they do that. So they'll want to clear out probably the current one and discontinue it and then just have the pro for people like us and you have the the light for you know kids and entry-level people. So they'll want to clear it out near Christmas. It'll probably come out. I don't see it coming out in like February or something because it's just how do you move that stock? Uh, yeah, I, I do think just the style of game, they all seem to be that handheld portable mode style. The fact that they've all come out now it just reeks to me of we're getting rid of these ones now because next year we need to push our look how great these ones look on the pro. It's too weird to have that style all lumped together otherwise. I wish the Nintendo would kind of just like shoot for the moon. Like they're they're always like half a step. That's not behind. what they do. <laughs> I know, but they're always like half a step behind. And it's just like, it's always like a game of catch up really. And yeah. Like it, it worked out for the Wii because it was like a, a cool concept that was like it's some weird hybrid of of this, that, and the other. And it, and it didn't work for Wii U because it it, it didn't work because it was just like, eh, we, eh. and like Switch has, has once again hit that cool like niche gap uh, in the market. But like now it's, 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 it's bad and not bad. It's lesser visuals, lesser resolution, lesser power. And yes, there's there's the gimmick of the, the handheld, but also like it came out at a time where like we're all stuck at home. So it's not like you're on the bus or on the train or somewhere like, you know, on vacation, just playing on your switch. So like, I just I just wish it was at least equal to what other people are putting out, because then you get like a Doom Eternal or whatever day one on this console because it's powerful enough to play it as like pc and blah 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 blah, and it's that's not going to happen i know i know that's not going to happen not going to happen i wish that would happen i saw someone the other day say that nintendo realized when the xbox basically killed the gamecube even though they both did poorly compared to the ps2 the gamecube should have dominated like it had people thought initially it was more powerful but it wasn't but it had all these known franchises that initially had the third party support and everyone was going, what is, what's Bill Gates doing? And then by the end of that generation, especially when the 360 launched, like Xbox just took off. And that's where Nintendo realized there's not space for three consoles competing with each other. And since then, they haven't tried. So uh, I don't know why at the start of this, I do know why. At the start of this generation, they said, we, this is a console which can pl- you can play as a handheld. And they did that to protect the 3DS because that was their successful product at the time. They didn't want to tank it. Uh, if they'd said from the start, this is a handheld, which if you like, you can play on your TV, it sounds like such a, mu- a much better prospect. Like it's different. It's amazing you can play The Witcher 3 on a handheld. But as soon as you say you can play The Witcher in like SD on your Switch, it doesn't sound so good. So they should have always framed it as a handheld that you can play on your TV. It's different. It still seems good. And I know I know I'm an Xbox fanboy, but Jay, what, what is my counter argument to what, what Bendis said? Yes, you can play these things handheld. But um, you can also get like an adapter for your phone, and with a certain product, you can you play The Witcher Four or Halo Infinite on your phone handheld, and it, you don't have to have a giant powerful handheld device because you can just have maybe like five G internet and just stream to your phone. Like Nintendo yeah. is getting pushed out, in my opinion. Yeah, you, you can do that, and I think that's where yeah, that's it's pretty clear that um, that the Sony and Microsoft are literally trying to do that to compete with with Nintendo. 
Um, but for for us in Australia, I mean, five G might you know might be able to do the job, but only for a million dollars if you're willing to pay for your pay for a mobile plan to to support it because the the data transmission on that is pretty high. Um, so and you're not going to you know it's pretty rare anyway that someone's going to have a real need to um, to use that sort of service in their own home where the console is situated on their own Wi-Fi network. Um, why would you unless you only had one TV and maybe your partner's watching another watching something else? Um, so there is a which a lot of people do do. That's yeah, a, a good it, way to. If you have good internet and someone is watching the TV that your Xbox is sitting on and you could play a game on your phone because your your like your NBN can support a Wi-Fi connection to your phone so you can just like connect your backbone or your razor whatever it's called or you're just like your clip on your controller you're not paying for like a $500 switch that is like outputting in maybe, maybe 4k eventually, but right now, like properly 1080p. I, I agree to it. I take an extension, but not really, <laughs> <laughs> but you don't get Mario party and Zelda. And I, I, I also understand the appeal of Nintendo's like first party games. I, I, I honestly do, but. I don't know. Know, how often do you pick up your controller and stream? Like you need to take off the phone case because like the Razer Kishi I have is, is good. Like it basically controls like a switch, but it's not quite as comfortable. Uh, you need to take off the phone case, put the phone in there, change to like streaming app, load, load a game. It crashes the first time you load it again. It doesn't recognize the controller. Like it takes 20 minutes to start playing. Switch is on straight away, except for mine, which yesterday, a couple of days ago, I tried to turn on, which is completely dead because I haven't turned it on for six months. And I had to do all this troubleshooting. Nintendo's website's telling me it's ruined. Uh, I found some guy on YouTube is like, no, you need to take off the Joy-Cons. Don't put it in the dock, plug it directly into the power for like two hours. Then Nintendo says, hold down the power button for 12 seconds to reboot. You've got to hold it down for like 30 seconds. And then it restarted. I'm like, oh my God. Class. Anyway, if you haven't used your Switch for a while, turn it on. Have it. I I I haven't for in a while, to be honest. So that's also a, a problem for me. But that's just me. Hmm. Well, that's how to fix it. So there's a Wait, hot tip. You should write a guide. <laughs> I think I use my switch in handheld mode. Um, probably only when on a plane. So it's been a while since I've done that. A what? Yeah, <laughs> one of those. Um, yeah, the, the, I, got, I got it so I could play games with with my kid. So. There's um, just because there's an abundance of games, but the the, yeah. the portability of it, it sits in my bag when I go to work. Um, but I'm watching TV on my tablet. So. I mean, like things like Hades, amazing. That's the that's the best game for for a console like the Switch. You know, oh, there's I've got a got a friend who will get everything he can on the Switch. Uh, he's got he's got other consoles too, but he just loves the Switch for some reason. Um, for me, if I'm choosing a game that's available on all consoles. It's pretty rare I'm going to go to the, the Switch version of it, unless it is something like Hades, because it's, you know, bite-sized gaming moments um, that it doesn't matter if you get bumped by someone on the train or um, or if you have to, you know, stop to pay attention to what you're doing during your day job. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know, I'm a bit over it. And if third-party publishers, developers, like in the case of Hades, enable things like cross progression like i will play hades on my pc which is in front of me right now if you're looking at the video like it's i will play on steam and get so far and then like if i if i know i'm going to go somewhere and it's going to take like an hour to get 
to where I'm going, like back in the before times, because I never leave this bloody room, I will like take my switch and sync my pros- cross progression save and play Hades for like an hour. And then like, I know that when I can sync back and play on my computer again, like it's like, if you are, are developing a game for Steam and you're not Nintendo, that is what you should be doing. You should have cross progression, cross save, cross save, cross everything that is cross. So like you, I, I paid for it twice and I do not regret paying for it twice because that's when I will do it. I'd rather pay for Hades twice than pay for like Super Monkey Ball again because I don't care. And I'd rather play for like, a, I'd rather pay multiple times for a game that I'm actually invested in that's new and current and amazing because I am happy to support the developer and happy to support me playing in a space where I can play however I want. Resident Evil 4, just buy it again. <laughs> Do you know what the dream would be, Steve? What? Game Pass on Switch, xCloud only. So we don't need to worry about these dodgy phone controllers. You can just stream to your Switch. That room has been around for a while. I think there's no chance because what did Nintendo get out of it? The answer to that is they sell more hardware. People buy a Switch for that purpose exactly, and they would get a licensing cut. So I would. you could play Halo on your Switch. I would pay extra to do that. I would like I would happily, I would happily do that rather than having to like tether my phone or whatever else. I'd rather just, or like I'd tether my phone to my switch, I guess if I was on the go, but I would yeah, happily do it, that yeah. because it's mm. like purpose built for like, it's not a shitty phone with like a thing attached to it. I, I just said phone I, with I, a shitty thing attached to it. <laughs> yes, mm. you win. Correct. Won't happen, it, but it would be great. Phil, yes. make it happen. When you speak to Phil next, just suggest oh. that to him. Me mate, Phil. Good eye, <laughs> mate. Um, is he going to get his control or um, Guardians of the Galaxy via their uh, cloud streaming, hmm. which is, I don't know, I, I've tried it, tried it here, uh, the, that version of that demo of control that they brought out on the Switch. And as expected, because it was connecting to servers in the US, I think it was absolutely trash and oh, unplayable. So if they ever bring that out here, which I assume that they're going to, given that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be a thing, because that's that's only by cloud streaming, isn't it? Yeah, I'd forgotten until today that Switch was doing cloud streaming. Like, oh, that's right. When they showed it, I thought, how is this going to possibly run on Switch? This must be on Switch Pro. They've accidentally released it now. But then it came up at the end, Cloud Edition. And yeah, you're right. In Australia, off of Nintendo's dodgy cheap servers, they're like KO. They don't put enough money into their backend infrastructure. So uh, Microsoft, with its data centers everywhere, can dominate this. They could lease some to Nintendo, perhaps, something like that. But yeah, I don't think this will work here, but it reminded me they're still doing it. So that'll be part of the other uh, Game Pass on Switch deal. If you have a Switch, yeah. do you, you also have another console? Is that like kind of like accepted? Or is a that, PC, yes. That, you have another platform. Yeah. So Absolutely. like if you want to play Guardians of the Galaxy, which is one of my probably like bests of, of E3, because I got to go into like a deep dive, um, you can play it on Switch with Cloud or you could just get it on every other platform and it's going to run in like 4K, mm. 60 frames or well, 1080. <laughs> no, well, they said that. They said 4K... Yeah, I think so. Shit. Well, maybe, maybe. Maybe, maybe 1080, 60 and 4K, 30. I can't remember because I'm tired. But like it, it will be a uh, definitively... It'd be better. M- more better. God. 
that's words experience than on switch uh especially on cloud especially in australia um i've just remembered one audience who may want to play it children who only have one platform i didn't have many consoles when i was a kid you say get the one if you're lucky to so yes i forgot about them you can't just buy your second console because you want to play guardians of the galaxy so there's that group well we talked about guardians a ton and this is a segue we've talked about guardians a ton i think it's it's like everything that avengers is not it's one of my best of because we all picked two each and we tried to make sure we didn't overlap um I don't know if I have much more to say about it. It's just like, it's it's by Eidos, Eidos, Eidos Montreal. There we go. Um, who did Deus Ex. It's a single player, single player? It's a single player narrative focused game, um, which looks good. It has like a weird hybrid of like comic and MCU and I am down for it. And I'm mm. excited. Like I could have picked like a million Microsoft games because let's be honest, Microsoft destroyed everything else but we'll get to that later on um so like picking something else that wasn't uh we're gonna kill chaos uh guardians was an actual bright point of the square enix press conference for me and i hope you guys are potentially equally as excited about it as i am i don't know looks like they uh, they captured the the humor of it really well um but i think i think they've, they've i mean they've got the original writers involved in it so that would kind of make sense um adjacent the, the um the the gameplay kind of looked a little bit off to me i mean it's hard to tell in a, in a trailer and i don't know what it was about it it just looked like what i'm worried about is that they're going that we're going to have this same old thing where you go into a room kill the bad guys go to go down a corridor another big room kill back because that's really seems to be all that it's, it's all that stood out for me anyway. Uh, that said, if it's, you know, if it's, you know, if it's funny and you've got a good story, then, you know, I'm down with it. I'm just, I think that's what it will be, but it, they'll, I think they'll do it well. I think it will be the story will make that enjoyable and it will ramp up well. So yeah, hopefully. Yeah. The f- familiar characters that everyone, that, you know, you know if, if you haven't seen the Guardians of the Galaxy films by now, then there's something wrong. Um, so everyone's, you know, everyone's going to know the characters well enough. Um, if it's an easy game to pick up and play, then you know it'll do well. But movie games are a bit, yeah, a bit hit and miss, more miss. So, hmm. but comic book games can be great because we yeah, have Spider Man, which is very good, and so, Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Deadpool is good too. It's it's that weird thing where like you have five you have five characters that you're really controlling, but you're you're playing as Star Lord, and you can hit like I, I'm guessing like left bumper or something or left trigger and like that's when you can call in the powers of your other people so like you're managing you're technically managing five people but you're playing as one person and i'm not sure how that's gonna work it'll be like mass effect where you kind of you just say all right guy use your power now but i'm still this guy but there's not like a, a like a freeze time oh really well, from from what we saw in gameplay, there's like you know, in like Mass Effect, which is yeah, like a, a wheel it's thing, a very yeah. good comparison, like in in terms of like space epic and 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 team. Like you hold down a button and like everything slows down. You can like pick what you want to do and like it's it's all granulated. This just seems like you're real time, like hitting a button and like then hitting like a, a controller like A B X Y to to shoot off a power. Um, so it's very 
fast paced, which like almost to the point where like you'll just play as yourself and like maybe you turn on some AI thing where they like auto use their powers and you just hope for the best kind of thing. I don't know. Like that is that's my biggest concern, I suppose. But I still think it has potential. Hmm. I'm just glad to be playing a single player game. There's several of them. Like the last few years, especially with what Avengers did, it seemed to be like, no, everything needs to be a live game. We're adding more stuff forever. It has to be multiplayer. But if you look at what I played this year, so like Hitman, uh, Resident Evil, uh, what just came out, Ratchet and Clank, Mass Effect re-release. Like I've been on a heavy single player binge and there's more to come. Like I'm glad that they that some of these AAA games are staying on that path. Don't need friends anymore. <laughs> well, Resident Evil's uh, Dead by Daylight update came out today, and so um, I don't know why I'm whispering. But it's it, it's the ASMR bit of this podcast, Ben. If you could just learn how to play Dead by Daylight with me, that would be amazing. Mm, I'm gonna pass on that because it's getting creepy. Oh, it's so good. Okay, sorry. I don't know why <laughs> I, I I committed and I, I regret it. I'm sorry. Uh, Every that was, listener's turned off anyway. You're yeah, welcome. Sleeping well tonight. That yeah. was my first uh, of two best of E3s. Uh, Jay, do you want to go with one of yours next? Um, well, going completely against what Ben was saying about being happy about uh, single-player games, which I have been too lately. Um, that said, um, the Battlefield trailer blew me away. Um, I... And I think what's what I'm so why I'm so keen about is that it's been a long time since I've gotten into a Battlefield game. I really enjoyed three, um, and I think that was probably the last one that I played. Uh, and I played it for, you know, obsessively for for probably the better part of a year. So and I've, and I've actually now just recently started playing some multiplayer stuff with some uh, with some mates. So this is going to be a good one to get into. They've never really steered me wrong. Um, so so yeah. Battlefield um, certainly stirred my nerves this year. Was it like the hype of the like Battlefield moments trailer? Um, look, it, it was and it wasn't um, because I mean I, I'm not expecting the game to look like the trailer, um, but but I, but I do know what Battlefield's like, um, so I think it's pretty pretty easy to to um, to, to see what's coming um, and you know. And it's while it's not going to necessarily surprise me, like I said, they've they've been pretty solid in my view over the years. So with and I think what are they doing? That 120 something players. Eight. Yeah. On yeah. current gen, 64 on last gen. Yeah, well that, that's fine. I'm on current gen, so that's good. Um, lucky you. <laughs> um, so are you? What are you talking about? So are you? <laughs> I'm lucky too. <laughs> so so yeah, that um. Yeah, that, look, the, the trailer certainly did hype me, but it was more taking a step back and trying to be realistic of what it's actually going to be like, which will be nothing like the trailer, but still a good game, what is what I'm expecting anyway. So I'll probably pick that up pretty early on. Do you consider this, Jay, to be modern warfare or like future warfare? Like it's 20 years away. What's that? Is that modern? Um, I, I really hope it's not future. I hope they don't have bullcrap in it um jetpacks exoskeletons that type yeah, of stuff yeah yeah i don't want that i mean you know i think as, as far future as i've i've enjoyed in shooting games as um as the titanfall series but um i'm hoping that this is just you know oh here's you know here, here's a model of, uh, of a particular weapon that's you know slightly more refined because 
you know, technology's gotten better and, you know, there'll be, there'll be new tech. I, just, I hope it's believable tech yeah, and not sci-fi. It's adjacent. Adjacent is the, the word of E3 2021. There's adjacent events. There's summer game fest. There's sort of like in, in time with current time, but not quite in current time. Adjacent. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Ben, what's like your first game? Maybe, maybe only game. We're running pretty long. So like just you're gonna pick Metroid, right? Pick no. Metroid. Oh, oh, we already talked about Metroid in this. So, so All right. I'll skim past them real quick. Yes, Metroid, for what we talked about earlier, it's been like almost 20 years. So I'm excited for any Metroid. I'd prefer a 3D one, but I'm still keen for this. Like Ori is one of my favorite games of last gen, and it's pretty much based on Metroid. So I'm happy to go back to a Metroid game. But my actual most excited game is uh, Forza, Forza, not Forza, Forza Horizon 5. Uh, it's it another game looks, you can only get on Steam. That's Yeah. <laughs> Yes, uh, let's not go there. Uh, <laughs> it looked amazing. So Mexico, as we talked about when we talked about the Xbox showcase, like Forza Horizon 3 looked great at the time. And then 4 just kind of bumped things up to a whole nother level. And it seems like they've done that again. So I think it's just going to look amazing. It's going to be the probably the second Xbox Series X game that looks truly current gen. I'm hoping the first one's going to be Flight Simulator, which is out next month. And based on it not really running well on anyone's PC, I'm really wondering how it's going to run on the Series X. And I hope it's just a case of it's been optimized perfectly for this console. So it runs just as good as any high-end PC. Well, 30 frames on S and X mm. and uh, higher if you have variable refresh rate, which I know your uh, TV yes. does, Ben. So there you go. And that's fine for a game like that. Like such a slow moving <laughs> game. Everyone's always like, you got to be 60. No, you don't. For a game like that, you're in a plane that as you complained about, it takes 10 hours to get somewhere. Like you don't need and 60 frames. We're all used, well, kind of still used to 30. So if it's like yeah. that plus. Yeah. But see, Forza, I do want in 60 frames. I, I don't think there's a 120 mode. It's probably a type of thing where it would be great to have that option. I think they said 60 and I can't remember what resolution they said. But anyhow, looks great. Um, I already talked about my, my game 12 minutes before, so I'm going to just defer to uh, Jay, I think. You have a, a better one that we haven't talked about too much, to be honest. Oh, yeah. You have the last uh, one, which we missed. We didn't talk about it. We forgot about at it. At all. Yeah. Hmm. Um, what, are we talking about the game, Back for Blood? Or are we yes. Doing... Yeah. Or, uh, like, or what else? Oh, no, not yet. <laughs> we'll get to our wrap-up of the entire E3 2021 <laughs> conference soon. Um, yeah, I mean... The, the Left 4 Dead series has has always been a been a favourite of mine. Um, so just just to see something new coming out from those from those devs, uh, same basically the same kind of thing. You know, it's going to look pretty. It's going to it's probably it'll be 60 frames. A game you don't have to think too hard about playing, which is really what I've been enjoying lately. You know, I, I'm not enjoy the games I've been playing lately have been dumbed down. Don't have to concentrate too much. Can play for. 20 minutes and then stop without any problems and back for blood seems to be that that kind of thing so um yeah super keen it's, again it's one of these things it's, not, it's nothing new just like battlefield it's not going to be anything that people haven't seen before which is generally what e3 is like this year um but um so so yeah that's that's my next pick it's what i'm keen for um so i'll probably pick that up at launch 
or earlier well, if I'm lucky. It's Steve, on Game Pass. Wink, wink. So oh, it is too. It's on Game Pass, which I think is great for a game like that because you need people to play with. It's going to be loads of people playing it. It's not going to be like an it's Evolve true. where it just dies because no one buys it. So very yeah. Instead, right. instead of world premiere, it should be Game Pass Day One. Which is basically like all of Microsoft's conference, to be honest. They basically did that at the end. Yeah. It was always yeah. like, play it, day one, Game Pass. Yeah. What, what? they said, tw- 30 games they talked about and 27 were coming 20, to Game yeah. Pass at launch, which is a pretty amazing thing. Why buy this when you can just have your subscription? Yeah, well, I agree. That's fine for me. Etc. Like, and I have, I have uh, Back for Blood, Forza Horizon 5, uh, Microsoft Flight Sim, The Ascent, and something else already like loaded onto my Xbox, which like most of them were just like a 200 megabyte like placeholder. We'll we'll get it eventually. Hades actually like fully downloaded onto uh, it was Hades. Hades actually fully downloaded onto my Xbox. It was like eight gig, mm. um, but it's like you can't well, play this ready, till August. Yeah, yeah. It's here, but you can't play it till August. So just like look at this tile on your home con on like your home screen for until you can play it. So too bad for you. But like that's I haven't paid for it. any of these games, but I have them. And when they all come and unlock, I can just jump straight in and it's fantastic. How good is technology? How good is technology? So we're in the wrap up now. You're basically wrapping up with how great Game Pass is. <laughs> yes, uh, Xbox One, obviously, because everybody else was shit. Um, Nintendo, not as bad as I initially thought, and like Ben said before, easily like the second place, and like basically everybody else was just the worst. Horrible. Gearbox yeah. like won an award for most anticipated game for the only game that they announced. Like, cool. Congrats for you via the ESA because you spent money to promote your live stream I guess like cool um point really enjoyed seeing the seeing the the set of the uh, the Borderlands film yeah, I got like- so, so much detail from that it was amazing do you do you have any idea how much how much inside information I picked up from that video oh, I blew my mind how, how did they shot fucking stupid it was pardon the French it was stupid that it's they just fine. did that like it made me so mad Hmm. Like but they think- were worse, right? Like Capcom was meant to be even worse. I didn't watch it because it was apparently so bad. Uh, they just announced nothing. Capcom promoted games that had already been announced, and they said, uh, due to popular uh, demand, we're, we're making Village DLC for Resident Evil. Uh, that's it. Uh, the game that was like Ari Verse Reverse. I don't know what you're supposed to call it. The the multiplayer component for Village that was supposed to come out at launch in May. Uh, which just like catastrophically failed in beta testing uh, and didn't come out at launch is now coming out next month. And that was like, that was the Resident Evil announcements. And there's like, oh, we're, there's Monster Hunter games coming up, but you already knew about that. And there's like the great ace, the great ace attorney, the, 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 the like the yeah, games that have already been out and like in, in the East are coming out on Switch and like they're, they're, coming that's cool like it was all gross bandai namco did house of ashes which like i wrote a giant preview about last month and it was the same information so like that's cool thank you for that um gearbox announced tina turner's wonderlands which i did on purpose this time tiny tina's wonderlands uh which 
is a Borderlands spinoff, which won their most anticipated game because it was their only game that's coming out. Uh, like I guess Godfall's coming on a, a different iteration of PlayStation. I see. That's the first time I've ever seen a big announcement for this current gen game is now coming to last gen. Like, who cares? <laughs> that could be a tweet. Because no one asked for it <laughs> and no one cared on current gen. We're going to downgrade it and you can play it on last gen because hopefully we'll recoup some costs. Mm. Uh, E3 this year was was basically wholly disappointing. Apart from Xbox kind of like delivering the goods, if I'm going to be honest. I think Xbox salvaged it enough that it was there's been worse E3s than this. So I can't think of exactly which one, but I'm sure there's been worse than this. So there was, which is so good that I think Xbox alone was worth watching. Not worth going to LA for it. I'm glad we didn't have to for that, but worth staying up until 4 a.m. to watch it. So, yeah, I, th- I think it saved enough. It-, it showed us that Xbox is on the right track for this gen. Basically, we want the platform holders to do put in a strong show. Nintendo did what they had to do. Good, decent. Xbox did exactly what they had to do. They've stepped it up massively from previous years, and we wanted to step up again next year. So uh, PlayStation have purposely avoided E3 because they're in some sort of a feud with the ESA or something. They're going to do something next month, apparently. Um, hopefully they do well too and they've got stuff to show. So they're the only ones releasing games. They just released a game while everyone else is talking nothing at E3. Can it be at like a decent time though for us? That'd be, that'd be great. I literally felt more jet lagged two days ago after the Microsoft and square is that it i think yeah i days have no meaning to me right now i felt so jet lagged after that like i i woke up and i had this like just i don't like i don't know how jet lag hits you but like i wake up jet lagged and i just have like a a a sick feeling in the pit of my stomach like i don't want to throw up but i feel like i'm gonna throw up and i know i'm not gonna throw up and it was just the worst and i Mm. had that the other day and i'm like i've literally just been at home and i hated that jet lag without the pleasure of a trip exactly so that sucked um i wish that sony would have just done something like just put it in here so we could have just like been done with it yeah like just to just like you know there there are a lot of games writers right now that are just like absolutely exhausted and just the thought of like having to do this again in like a month is kind of shit to be honest but that's... it'll just be one thing I don't, I don't think sony have as much stuff to announce as xbox because i haven't just gone and bought 15 studios so i don't think it will be as intensive and it depends what they do do they in covid times do they follow the xbox lead of we're only announcing 18 months ahead at most or nintendo's lead we're only announcing like three months ahead that seems to be their thing recently. Or do they do classic PlayStation and say, we're going to, a Final Fantasy VII Part Two remake is coming in 2027. The Last of Us Part Three and Four and Five and yeah. Six. There are so many E3s we've been to where everyone said Sony killed it, but they announced games seven years away. So I don't know if they would keep doing that now, which means they have much less to announce. But to their credit, they've been the only one releasing stuff in this generation so far. So we've got Returnal, we've got Ratchet and Clank, Spider-Man was a new game at launch. Xbox haven't released a game really. So well, like the medium, <laughs> but like that's but going that to wasn't PS- even their that's own, co- was it? That's now coming to PlayStation. So yeah, so they haven't it, released a game. Exactly. Um, Jay, you had a, a very 
amazing insight into Devolver's press conference, which some people loved and some people hated. But um, regardless, I'm 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 sick of Devolver's press conferences. I mean, it was funny once when it was edgy, but now it's it's just like, you know, it's it's just like watching the, you know, the third shitty movie in a shitty movie franchise. Um, there was 30, 30 minutes of presentation, 10 minutes roughly. I did the numbers roughly. It was 10 minutes of game content. So, you know, they look after a lot of, you know, a lot of indie devs. So they should be bursting at the seams with stuff. And it just, and if, they're, if they're able to talk for 30 minutes, sorry, for, for yeah, if they're able to have a 30-minute press conference and only show 10 minutes of content, that's just to me that everything else they've got has got to be absolute trash. And what they had to show wasn't, wasn't, <laughs> wasn't really mind-blowing in the, the indie game space. I mean, you know, you know, with indie devs, you're never going to get you know, the AAA quality or really going to get that. And that's understandable. There's still some amazing indie games out there. Um, but the, the really the only one that came close to peaking my interest was uh, the uh, I think it's Trek to Yomi Trek to Yomi maybe what that was the black and white um, samurai side scroller type game and it just looked it just looked quite really refined for a uh, for an indie game but nothing else really blew me away. Then what was that endless runner that I liked that was oh God it was like that, that was uh, was it. Um, yeah, uh, Phantom Abyss. Yes, the the thing that, I like about that was that, that was, te- was Temple Run, but in three D. Yes, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I'm not, I'm down for that. Um, I like I like what Devolver does. Um, Maria Zook, I apologize if I've stuffed up your name. She plays uh, Nina Struthers, I guess, in like the in the Devolver stuff. Like she is a talent if she had some sort of show on like an nbc or a cbs or a whatever like if she had her own tv show if she hosted like a late if she takes over for conan on tbs whatever um i think she's great i think like they're they're very funny people they're people who are like turning like coal into diamonds um to some extent i i like what devolver does in their marketing i don't think their games necessarily meet that that level of marketing but i'm I'm kind of there for it and i i had a good time watching devolver but also like i also realized it was i just i just think they need to do something new like, yeah. like i said it, it was very funny to to begin with um but then as soon as they started showing the flashbacks of the previous ones at the start of it i'm like all right, here we go again. This is another one of these. Um, and I watched it all, but I was really tempted to just skip through, fast forward through the YouTube video of look for the look on the thumbnail for the for the game content. Um, so, yeah, didn't do it for me. It was funny at the start when they first made the joke about the whatever subscription pass to buy games, but then they made it yeah, 50 they, more they times. They milked it. They milked it so much. Hmm. So... What was the is uh, was that the worst E three presentation of uh, this year? No, no, Capcom. They didn't no. announce anything. It's pointless. Yeah. Why even have one? Uh, I would I would vote for Gearbox. I see. No, yes, Gearbox because they had that awkward Randy Pitchford walking around the set of whatever with the people who didn't want to speak to him. That was, that was probably that was probably his first time on set too. Also, and Bennett, already, yes, 
Well, they already Amco? announced the one game he had. They had that game, Tina Arena, whatever you call it. Tina, uh, <laughs> Tina, Tina Arenas, Tina's, Tina Turner's Wonderland. Yes. Well, they announced that the day before at Games Fest. Like, why have a conference to just announce it again? Pointless. On that front, then, I guess, then uh, Bandai Namco's presentation was the absolute worst because they gave details of uh, the Dark Pictures Anthology House of Ashes, 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 which we have uh, already have been aware of. Sentence complete. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, you need some sleep. I, man, I'm so glad we're done, to be honest. Like, uh, E3 on the whole has been a not a waste of time no you know what i'm just gonna say it's it's been a waste of time apart from xbox doing some pretty decent things and like nintendo to to a lesser extent but still like that extent like just like kind of kind of me out there like it's most of these presentations have felt like this is what we have uh i please understand to bring out like a nintendo meme like yeah <laughs> and like that's like we're supposed to be cool with it like i guess that's not cool at all actually i think that's the worst we should have maybe just like can this again we didn't do e through properly last year and we probably should have not done it this year like we should have had like these little like mini presentations and people like bandai could have done their thing last month and just went like that's that's enough we don't need to do another thing this time around because we have nothing else to present well let me ask you both this to maybe to end on that note do you think e3 will be back next year whether it be online or in the proper real world big scale show because it's it didn't happen last year it was noticeably down in 2019 when i went it felt so much emptier and then this year, besides Xbox and Nintendo, no one really had anything to say. So, will it be back next year? I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna happen um, because you know the fans. The fans will expect it, and that, this is the fans at home, not necessarily the fans that are gonna that would typically go since it opened up to fans. Um, but people are expecting. You know, middle of the year, the press conferences come out, so there's gonna be there's gonna be something. So they might as well call it E3, um, and they might as well you know, do it under under that umbrella. Um, whether it's going to be an in-person thing, that's a that's a different different scenario because America do COVID their own way. Um, so it's probably going to happen. Um, yeah, it, I mean, look, uh, I've I've never been to a to an E three, so I couldn't really compare what it's like on the showroom floor. But this this feels. I didn't think it was going to be a big a, a, a big impact for the for the average consumer that they're online, um, but but they certainly do feel flat without the big without the show floor. Mm, that's probably a good point. The uh, the E3 people know at home is more or less what we got this year. It's it's conferences and you know videos announcing stuff. The E3 we've known to go to is actually what happens after that, which is getting to play a lot of these games for about 10 minutes, getting to chat to people. And that's where all the content comes from. And that's all the content we haven't had this year. We've had a couple of previews because we have that that side of E3 hasn't happened. They've tried to do some like virtual web page portal thing, which I don't understand. Like I've got an avatar of a man, which it made for me. And I don't really know what I'm meant to be doing. And so that it hasn't been E3. It could very well just be each publisher decides to do it's Ubisoft forward and it's Xbox, whatever they call it. 
whenever they want in June or July, which is what PlayStation is doing. So it seems like most of the 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 hands off previews we had were via like some sort of Microsoft Azure cloud solution. Um, and like I I have seven iterations of my email apparently that I had to log into to get to the Square one or the Microsoft one or the I can't I can't I, I can't. I can't even anymore, um, which like we're good, but like this has happened the entire year. It's like, here's a, here's a 20 minute video that you can watch that like talks about the game. And it's like, it's very marketing. Like this is the, the most visceral, visceral game with visceral combat and visceral blah, 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 blah. like that's that kind of shit. Like it's where it's, it's PR just like really like hammering home their messaging and if you were new to this kind of game, you'd be like, oh man, this is so visceral. And like, if you're a little bit like more like uh, cultured, cultured, like experienced. <laughs> that's the word. Um, uh, you, you're like, okay, yeah, like I get it. Like, cool. Thanks for that. Um, the only game we've had hands on with the entire entirety of E3 is uh, Rainbow Six Extraction. That was Hamish um so it's kind of just like you're, you're getting like these very very crafted very specifically messaged messages because i'm tired uh of games sent at you and like you either take it for what it is or you try to like get into the cracks to to see things for what they are um i don't know i i feel like e3 is dying it might not be this year it might be next year or the year after but like i i feel like at this point publishers realize they don't need to spend money 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 to have a thing in physical space and they can instead have this like live stream thing that has like a very focused message to to try to focus and articulate what their game is without people critiquing it like they certainly have a much greater level of control this way So, like, I'd love to go to E3 again with all of you. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. I think it might happen, like, maybe one more time or maybe maybe two more times. I, just, I, I don't think that this is... I, I think it's, it's, a, it's a dying thing. It was dying before COVID. It, it needed, and I think it knew in 2019, it needs to reinvent itself and they were trying to figure out what to do because a few years before that, they opened it up to the public and that just blurred it even more. Like it used to be, there was an odd amount of trade people when it was trade only. Like there was a small amount of people were journalists. A lot of people seemed to be like EB Games employees or whatever they're called in other countries. Uh, and GameSpot, stop, 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 shit. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, so then they, they opened it to the public and then, but like then the publishers started to pull out. Like Sony left, EA left a couple of years before and they just parked across the street basically, but then they moved Active. a bit further away. Yeah. Activision were in the, all they, but like they would, they still want to be there for the media. So like I had a um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order appointment 
in the E3 convention hall to play hands-on in like a hidden little room which had no labels on it because EA was officially not there. But they knew if they wanted the media to come and play it, they had to do it like that. So they kind of said like, go to this room. There's no branding at all because we're not here. And then I went to go see COD across the road in the hotel room. Like that's what their publisher still wanted was that media coverage. And E3, the ESA for E3 kind of want to go the other way. They want it to be a PAX. So, which has no announcements. Like there's, there's pointless going to PAX as media because it's not for you. So I think it's confused about what it wants to be. Gamescom do it by splitting it up. There's a section which is just media and there's a section which is like millions of people. And yeah, I think EA, E3 needs to decide what it wants to do. Yeah. It, it's, it's shit, really, because last year, the, the like ninth year that we had met Ben, uh, we had sponsorship from Ubi and Microsoft. I think I can say this. I feel like I can say this. Uh, for, yeah, us both, sponsored. For, for us both to have gone and cover things and like have, it, like usually we go one person for the entirety of E3 and we had two people and it was going to be like a fancy thing where we could like, you know, like divide ourselves between two people and see things and like also catch up and like at, at the end of the night, go to like a, a Tom's, whatever that's called and just like have some beers and watch some basketball or whatever. And like, obviously uh, COVID hit us, uh, which is shit, but like, I don't know. Like I, I feel like we've done as much coverage of games now than we did before the before times. And I can't see a transition back towards that because it's so much more cost effective to, to not have to do that. Like to just like pay for some more cloud, whatever the thing is that does this thing to like make all the people of the world, like game games, journalist coverage wise, like to see a thing without having to like do something. And if it's like, like if, three in the morning in Australian time, whatever that's like you deal with it, Australian people, because in North America, it's like whatever a clock a time and it's fine. Whatever a clock a time I'm done. Ben, that's probably a sign to wrap up. Me. I think, I think that's <laughs> us. We'll see if we're ever back at E3. I agree with you to an extent, but I think they'll try and get back to proper in world things. That's just what marketing budgets are for uh, to try to get you in a good mood, enjoying yourself, not jaded at 3am. So We'll see what happens. As Jay said, all this stuff is behind the closed doors. It's most fans are not interested in this. They just want to see a video that shows them a bunch of great games. And it probably didn't happen to the extent that anyone wanted this year, if, especially if you didn't have an Xbox, basically. Or you're not into Advanced Wars and Metroid. So that's basically it. Definitely get Xbox Game Pass and an Xbox. An Xbox One. Because you can probably no, don't, don't get no, an Xbox, but one. you can probably no. like Xbox cloud it to your Xbox One if you don't have an Xbox because you can't afford it or because they don't exist. Just... Terrible advice. The Xbox No, that's one is not trash. terrible advice. That's <laughs> it couldn't run games at launch like it was not no, getting 1080. but it can stream them soon. I reckon. Oh, anyway, get a One X. I'll get a One X. Don't get a, a One, <laughs> the real chunky one. No. Jay, how do we find you on the internet? Oh, shit. You put me on the spot there. Um, well, well, the uh, first thing is Survivor.com. Well, there's that too. Well, you, ask, you ask me. Um, so, 
Oh, yeah, ab absolutely. Um, I, I write for Survivor. But you can find me on Twitter as well. Uh, what is it? Uh, Balls Up JB, I think it is. B -A -L -L. No, it's J Balls Up. Isn't oh, it? is that what it is? I don't know. I think I've had to change it a few times. Just um, go to Survivor and he'll yeah, have his link appropriately. Find me there. Don't worry. Don't follow me on Twitter. Just pay attention to Survivor. That's what's important. Ben? Well, you can follow me on Twitter if you like. Ben on Discourse Halter. How do we find you on ASMR? All right, Steve. You're, <laughs> you're done. You're done. Don't worry many, about where you can find Steve. How many wines have you I had, Steve? I don't think you want to find him. Yeah. That Again, this is mostly an audio medium. So it's empty. Held up an empty bottle. The glass is full, by the way. Like, I'm not that far gone. Anyway, um, goodbye. Thanks for being here, guys. <laughs> been a good end of e3 i enjoyed it thanks for coming on jay steve's just stopped hosting so uh good to see you he's passed the torch yeah that's it all right we'll see you guys next time have a good one <laughs>